Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. I go by the name Q Ward. Um, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and then two Saturdays out of the month. But they're not consecutive all the time. It's visitation. You got to check the schedule. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway... I'm going to ask that you forgive the quality of the audio this week. I am zooming in. Q, of course, is in the studio, um, and we'll, we'll be back to normal next week. But for this week, we had a lot to talk about, and I didn't want to miss this week. So for now, it's a Zoom call. Again, forgive the audio. Um, so a lot to stick around for this episode. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about a Yahoo article that was very upsetting to both Q and myself. Uh, where they tried to come at the folks who pledge support for the BLM movement. Um, and they tried to make some sort of false connection to crime rates and so forth, which really had nothing to do with it in our estimation. And uh, the lack of support from these companies um, since the uh, protest in 2020. I know it sounds confusing, but trust me, stick around. We'll make it make sense so that you know it doesn't make sense. Um, also, we're going to talk about... Um, some discriminatory loan practices that have been outlined by Ben Crump, uh, the, the famous attorney, the famous civil rights attorney, um, that Wells Fargo has been engaging in. And I think that this sort of goes along with a lot of what we've been discussing about, um, you know, uh, the, the uh, real estate assessment value things and then uh, housing practices and and so forth. So we're going to talk about um, lending practices uh, with Wells Fargo and how they've been discriminatory. Um, and we're also going to, you know, hear what they have to say about that as well. Um, we're going to talk about for our way black history fact, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, because as it turns out, Charlie was originally intended to be black. So yeah, a lot to stick around for. But first, like we always do at this time. Let's talk about some Ebony Excellence. I love it when we do that. Why don't you take this one, Q? This week's Ebony Excellence is brought to you by Hip Hop Weekly Magazine. One time for the one time. Uh, and we're going to be focusing on Jaden Davis, a Cleveland, Ohio native and Ohio State University student. Uh, this comes from the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and the Todd Bell National Resource Center, uh, the BNRC for short. Is a program that prioritizes the needs of young black males on Ohio State's campus. Um, they gave him the Dennis J. Alexander Spirit Award. The award is given to recipients who are dedicated to the black Ohio State student body and community. Uh, he was specifically recognized for developing multiple initiatives and programs for black students. These include a new student organization called the Undergraduate Society of Black Leaders. I would have loved to be in an organization called that yeah. when I was an undergraduate student. Um, this looks to equitize leadership and professional development opportunities. Additionally, students are taught how to enact change throughout the world and their communities from an Afrocentric perspective, uh, something that is much needed and, you know, massive shouts to Jaden. And I wanted to call him a future leader before, but I think he's kind of already in that leadership space. Yeah. You know, what's really special is that because it's a show that we get to produce and our show producer Maggie helps us produce um, we get to decide sometimes big stories sometimes small stories that don't make national headlines mm -hmm. you know but they deserve to be highlighted because 
you know, as we know, um, sometimes it's it's little stuff that really turns into like, you know, it's the ripple effects of the small things that really end up uh, making an impact. And so, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Jaden Davis from Ohio State. Now, it's time for us to talk about some heavy stuff. Um, there's, as you know, a, lo- a lot of opposition to anything black, anything Afrocentric, anything black-based. There's always going to be a part of this country that opposes it. Never at any point in this country, his country's history, has something been black or about black people to benefit black people, and 100% of the people be on board. Now we know that it is in most instances not all but in most instances racism with a very thin veil of patriotism we talk about this on the show quite a bit um and a lot of people a not insignificant amount of this country needs that to be the case because they are in effect racist people but they don't want to be seen as being racist. And so if they can make any semblance of a logic-based argument to attack something black-based or that benefits black, black people and brown people, then they will do it as long as they have that thin veneer of patriotism or that thin veneer of, you know, whatever. And one institution reigns supreme above all else when it comes to providing that racist framework with a thin veneer of patriotism so people can say well i'm just a conservative or i'm just a you know i just really believe in these values and you know use words like i love this country you know like we don't you know what i mean i've never been to africa i love it like in a romantic sense but i'm from Compton. you know i've been to all 50 states you know you've been to the vast majority of them yourself too and so they try to own these things and, and they use them to hide behind so that they are not called racist. Again, that thin, loosely, is, their, their, their argument is loosely based on logic um, so that it sounds good only to themselves. And this is why you see most black people, most black people voting, you know, with their democratic values. And then a lot of people um, who feel like the system works great for them in its current state. That, that's why the word conservative, they are conservative folks. They want to maintain the status quo. But in order for them to not feel like they're awful people, they need some way of justifying it. And again, Fox News certainly provides that. Now, I needed to say that because I'm going to read an article now um, from Yahoo that cites Fox News. Okay. And the name of the title of this article is Companies That Loudly Supported BLM Fall Silent When Confronted with Skyrocketing Black Murders. As though there's some sort of connection. And the article really, really tries to stretch to make make a connection between BLM and black people murdering each other, which is very, very hurtful, wrong on a hundred different levels. But there are people in the world who need this stuff so that they don't feel bad. Ah, oh, see, like, like a confirmation bias. I knew BLM was wrong. How in the world? Anyway, I'll read. 
Um, corporate voices boomed across the nation in support of Black Lives Matter and various social justice initiatives following the death of George Floyd in 2020. Nearly two years later, what was left in the wake of 2020 was a drastic spike in black murders, with experts blaming, uh, blame, pinning blame on the BLM and defund the police movements. Okay, I'm sorry, I, I messed that up. The drastic spike in black murders. Okay, let's define drastic. We'll, we'll, we'll identify that a little later. Because it's not that drastic, right? Um, experts. Who are the experts? Who are these people? I like the word skyrocketing. That's, oh, yeah. that's what did it for me. Like, it's like um, inflammatory language that excites this conservative base to say, yeah, see, BLM is bad. Just their very existence causes black people to murder each other. That's effectually what this article is trying to say. I, I'll make the point a little later, but it, that is what it is. Again, the headline is, Companies that loudly supported BLM fall silently confronted with skyrocketing black murders. You can read that article in its entirety and see the point I'm making. It's so unfair. We're just trying to live. We're trying to have an easier path to, to happiness. We don't need what you have. We just need to be free to be. That's it, right? This is largely what our campaigns have been about since arriving on the shores of this country in the 1600s. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me that. But that's the story that I know and that I live. Um, but yes, they say that uh, they're pinning the blame on BLM experts, quote unquote, are pinning the blame on BLM and defund the police movements. Okay. Companies posted messages reiterating Black Lives Matter and pledged millions of dollars to various social justice organizations that pushed to reimagine policing and reallocate funds from police departments. This is true. FBI data reported by Fox News Digital last week shows murders spiked disproportionately among black Americans in 2020, right? Um, by 32% compared to the year prior. Okay. Now, if this is data, right, and it's from the FBI, and they don't have a dog in this fight, we'll assume that, right? Then just reading that sentence alone makes it seem like, oh my gosh, Black people are just killing each other, right? Not entirely true. In uh, the article, this, I'm reading from the same article. I didn't pull from a bunch of sources, just one place, but I'm, t I'm trying to illustrate what we're up against and how the story gets rewritten on that side to where everything that we're doing to try to convince folks, hey, we're not the bad guys here. We, we don't, we don't, we're not going to harm anyone. We're not looking for regen, revenge, rather. We're looking for equity. That's it, right? Um, things like this make it difficult for us uh, in, on our plight. All right, I'll continue. Murders across the board spiked by nearly 30% that year, marking the largest single-year increase in killings since the AG agency began tracking the crimes. Okay. So it says, spiked disproportionately among Black Americans in 2020. I'm rereading the part I just read. Disproportionately among Black Americans. You with me? And it says by 32%. Then it goes on to say across the board by 30% that year. So that means that black people's disproportionate uh, spike was 2% higher than, uh, than the national average. It was almost exactly the same as how I would say it if I was going to rewrite the counter article. Thank you, Q. Almost exactly the same. Thank you, Q. But for people that read that, the way that it's written, if you don't take the time to really di digest it, or if you're, again, suffering from that cognitive bias 
right? And you, you're looking for what you need to make sure that you feel less racist about feeling angry because an organization called Black Lives Matter exists. And you feel that anything black is a threat on your, whatever your race is, because it's not just white folks that feel that way. Some black people feel like Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization, huh? Really? I haven't seen any Black Lives Matter based mass murders. Mass shooters, bombings, none of that sort of stuff, but that's what we think it, I guess. I'll continue. Um, here's the hard numbers. At least 7,484 black Americans were murdered in 2019, according to the FBI data. Fox News Digital reported last week. That number shot up to at least 9,941 murders in 2020. Right? So that's an increase. We know what happened in 2020. I'm not going to even say it because the article will try its best to separate these numbers from what was very obviously people at home with nothing to do, nowhere to go, and in impoverished and desperate circumstances, you know, where people get out there and look, I got babies, I'm going to feed them by any means necessary. If you are a living, breathing human being and you have a child, you know what I'm talking about. And sometimes those circumstances make you, even in your imaginary scenarios, will make you come out of character. Right? I'm not making excuses because bad is bad, wrong is wrong. But we can point to things outside of BLM that tell that story. This article doesn't even attempt to do that, so I'll continue. Um, okay, in 2020, meaning that there was an increase of 2,457 black Americans murdered over the previous year. For white Americans, FBI data shows there were 7,043 white people murdered in 2020. So 7,043 white people murdered in 2020 and uh, 9,941 uh, murders for black people in 2020, right? So there are more murders in black communities. These are what they would, in a different article, paint as black on black crime. They, however, would not refer to these 7,043 7, white people murdered as white on white crime because that's the way that this... Um, media narrative exists, exists to frame all things black in the worst possible light, especially, especially Fox News. I mean, the idea in and of itself, black on black, whatever you put after it, crime, murder, whatever, uh, as we've discussed before, is far more based on proximity to each other than color of skin, right? right? The people who live in a community commit the crime in the community. It's not because they're black or white or Hispanic or otherwise. So it's, it's far more about the people that you commit crime against, especially when you're poor and impoverished, looking like you, not you targeting them specifically. Um, but again, it, it, it doesn't paint as well when you're Fox News, if you tell the story that way and, in, and include that context and that nuance and you know, a more full, flushed out narrative. You know what else I don't like about Fox News? They always talk about their ratings because they get good ratings they get high ratings but that's because they are the most flagrant conservative um uh media outlet and when you look at the more liberal side of things cnn and msnbc uh, you know that list goes on uh i can't even think of the rest of the names but the list goes on um they're the, the liberal side of things, the ratings are split between all these companies. But what happens is by Fox News saying we're number one or the most watched or whatever, it makes people feel like 
oh, well, they're clearly telling the truth. So people that kind of live in the gray area in this country, they're like, oh, I don't hate black people. I hope they figure it out. I'm not about to get out there and carry a sign. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, if somebody, if I want to hire somebody, I don't care if they're black. Whatever. There's a lot of those people. They'll look at Fox News and get indoctrinated, if you will, watching Fox News, get scared away from what their, 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 their natural state would be. You know, um, and they get sucked in because they think that because this is a number one news organization, they get high ratings that they're obviously telling the truth. And it, they have this like weird, perfect formula for poisoning the minds of this country and, and turning those minds against what on its surface and, and is, is on its surface is meant to be a very um, positive campaign that, that helps us all, right? I mean, the real issue with what you just said with Fox News and uh, other media outlets that have that point of view is that far more people lean liberal, Mm -hmm. far more. However, those in power, uh, those involved in the foundation of this great nation lean very heavily the other direction and in efforts to conserve their position, their power. Uh, their political and financial leverage over us, they paint these pictures this way intentionally. As you said before, they subscribe heavily to racist ideology, but don't you dare call them racist because that word is the problem, not the practices in the way that they think, but being labeled as such as, you know, please don't do that. I I never, I I know Ramses, he's my friend. I think he's fantastic. You can't call me racist. I know a black guy. guy. (laughs) That one in particular, I love his Afro. He let me touch it like really, really silly things are said. But you talk about them correlating a spike in black murders to BLM and more specifically, because they kind of slid this one in there, the defund the police movement. Mm. However, right, use these same statistics or these same sources for statistics, and it will show you that agencies, police agencies in our country, cities, states, Uh, federal or otherwise, did not get less money in that time. Mm -hmm. And the cities and states and agencies that got the most money, there are statistics that show have very, very high crime rates. Because what else are these military forces going to do now that they're on the streets with new tanks, new cars, new guns and new weapons, but find more people to arrest and harass? And, you know, as you said before, you know, if a cop follows you around long enough, you're going to break one of the laws they can just decide to enforce. 10,000 laws. If you can name me 10,000 laws, then you know exactly how to deal with the police. If you cannot name 10,000 laws, the police have an advantage and they will figure out a way to arrest you if they want. So they tell that story as if we defunded the police and then all these people got murdered. No, that didn't happen. Right. Another false correlation, because it's very easy to say these things and inflame an audience that wants to hear and believe those things anyway. So so let me let me finish painting that picture. Please. Your 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 point is is um, is taken. Um, So, again, FBI data shows there were seven thousand forty two white people murdered in 2020, um, meaning two thousand eight hundred ninety eight more black people were killed compared to whites. An average of 6,927 black Americans were murdered each year between 2010 and 2019, meaning black murders shot up by 43% in 2020 compared to the previous 10-year average. And they don't include statistics for white murders, right? Um, now, and even worse, 
they don't include who murdered these black people. Yeah. Right. Because heightened racial tension, you know, an inflammatory. Um, there was a Donald Trump presidency in there. Man. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. But they this article, the whole thing is meant to frame BLM as the bad guy. And that's kind of the point. And defund the police because they mentioned it multiple times intentionally. All right. So watch this. To experts such as the Manhattan Institute's Heather McDonald, BLM and the defund the police movements that swept the nation directly contributed to the spike. The spike, quote, began months after lockdown, beginning only after riots, end quote. McDonald told Fox News Digital, noting the, quote, spike was not at all related to COVID, end quote. Now, this Heather McDonald person, okay, how about this? If you are listening to the show, this far into the show, you know that 2020 will be remembered for the protests, not the riots. Okay? You know that. In the same way that we remember Dr. Martin Luther King for his protests, not the riots that took place because there were people that rioted Get that many people on the streets that angry and let the police get out there and start agitating people. It's going to turn into a, whatever it turns into. But history doesn't remember it that way. History remembers there were peaceful protests. People were marching. We shall overcome. That's how 2020 will be remembered, right? These folks here, Heather McDonald specifically, called them riots of 2020. Okay, the, 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 the spike began months after lockdowns beginning only after the riots. Okay, so she said it had nothing to do with COVID. I want to make this point. So if somebody says, hey, Q, you got to stay at home. Don't go outside. Okay? Stay at home. Right? And, you know, you got some resources probably in your house. Got a little money in the bank. You'll be fine. For about how long? What, a couple months? At most. Okay. So when it starts getting a little thin, start getting a little hungry, you gotta go outside, right? Now he's about to stay in there and turn into a skeleton. It's a very obvious connection here, right? And I know there's a, a number of things, but the most obvious one is that, yeah, it doesn't happen the day that the lockdowns happen. <laughs> it happens after, months after. Correct, correct. And so it's just silly, but, you know, if it's written from a trustworthy quote-unquote source, and there's some sort of the Manhattan Institute. And they're quoting McDonald's. experts, by the way. Yeah, these, we have no idea what Heather McDonald does. Right? And even if she was the most qualified expert in the world, this thing right here doesn't tell enough of the story to convince me that she's not being biased, at least in this article. Highly intelligent people don't frame arguments this way. If she was the foremost expert in this field, she wouldn't be the quoted source for this story. Thank you. So um, I'll, I'll continue. Fox News Digital reached out to a handful of corporations and companies that pledged support for Black Lives Matter and various organizations supporting tenants of the defund movement, such as the Equal Justice, Justice Initiative, shout out to uh, Brian Stevenson, and the National Urban League, who I interviewed on my other show, the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Be sure to check it out. Um, in the days and months following the death of Floyd. 
The Equal Justice Initiative advocates for the reallocation of, quote, funds from traditional policing to services that promote public safety, end quote. While the National Urban League outlines on its website that it has, quote, 21 pillars on comprehensive and realistic reform and accountability, including collaborate with communities to re-envision public safety and, quote, change divisive policing policies. Um, representatives from Nike, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Ben & Jerry's, Norson, Target, and Ulta did not return Fox News Digital's request for comments and for obvious reasons because Fox News is trying to get a little bit of um, incendiary remarks so that they can kind of continue to move that story. I do want to say that, um, at least for me, I won't speak for Q, I won't speak for anybody else, I do believe in the defunding of police departments, I do believe in reallocating and reinvesting in communities to prevent crime crimes from happening, I do recognize that a lot of crimes are based off of economic conditions, and um, if I'm able to say it, I have a microphone in an audience, I will say that that idea has merit, and before we walk away from it, we should at least try it. Any final thoughts, Q? No, I think we've, we've said enough for this topic for today. We will revisit it, I'm sure. Okay, well, absolutely.